0: Alright, welcome everyone. So today I've got one of my best friends, Lizzie, here in the house. Hi. Hi Lizzie and welcome and thank, thank you for coming on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much. Thrilled to be here.
0: We're very excited because we literally started talking. <laughs> we're sitting here and we're like la, 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 getting so <laughs> fired up about topics about like women asking for money and this and that. So we're like let's just hit record because all that shit needs to be on this podcast. So before we get started, I am going to get Lizzie, I'm going to get you to do your own intro obviously. But <laughs> Lizzie and I have been friends since like 12 oh, years ago I reckon. Yeah. Lizzie is one of the... wild. The Red Bull girls. Yes. We, I, I mean, they all know that I've, I used to work on the Wings team. Yes.
1: I used to ride in the sidecar. The <laughs>
0: <motorbike>. Trauma, trauma. <laughs> we, oh. um, when we worked at Red Bull, there was this godforsaken <laughs> triumph with a fucking sidecar attached to it. And I was the only one that had oh the motorcycle license. And Lizzie used to ride in the sidecar. Often we were, Often. We were put on shifts together. Yeah. Yeah. This is going on a tangent before we even start. But You'd you be in the sidecar, and this, if anyone's been in a sidecar, you know the, if the shock. Been in a sidecar. <laughs> Not, I don't know how many people can raise their hand, being like, oh, I travel, I commute to work in a sidecar every day. <laughs> uber oh. sidecar. Oh. um that's actually this gap in the market oh my God. but you're literally riding so low to the ground that it's your head terrifying. doesn't even come up to like half a truck tire yep. so when you're in traffic in the cbd or whatever you it's literally eye level eye level eye level with, eye level with the tires. vehicles. yeah yeah so it's wheels, yeah with their wheels and you and it's right there um, and I remember once we, I took one of our managers on like a a day in the life of a <laughs> wings team member, and I shoved her in the sidecar. I'm like fucking enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> she was, I could hear her screaming uh, through the helmet in the yeah. traffic. So anyway, that's how rush. we became friends. Yes, um, exactly. Good and time. so many of our fr- like live yep. Lucy, Nikki, yep. you obviously, yep. um, me. Yeah. So many of our uh, of our like girls in our friendship group are yeah. wings girls. But know, how good. Let's get... Okay, so firstly, I want you to start, Lizzie, with Mm. telling a bit about yourself and your journey and what you do, everything, because we're going to be talking about obviously working for yourself, but not just working for yourself, how to make that jump to work for yourself or... To even start a side business, even if you don't want to go full-time working for yourself, but doing something for yourself where you have to really back yourself, you have to know how to ask for what you're worth, knowing what you're worth, all of the above. Yeah. So I'm going to hand it over to you. Amazing. And tell us about yourself. Who Amazing. are you?
1: Amazing. Okay, well, first of all, if you're even considering doing that, good on you because it is mm. not easy. It takes it takes some balls. Mm. Okay. Um, so my journey thus far, so I studied uh, journalism and business and – I've always loved writing. It's always been my passion. I think I had early beliefs like from a young age though that you couldn't make a lot of money just writing. So Mm. that's been something that I've really had to sort of like change throughout my career and really work on. I fell into PR literally fell into pr out of uni so i remember those (laughs) (laughs) and i think uh, perhaps a lot of people can relate to this you know when you're at uni you're doing a lot of internships and they just created a role for me before i graduated it was too too good to pass up but it was an amazing Mm. opportunity i learned so much if you can survive in a pr agency or a creative agency of any kind you can do anything because you have to do everything all at once
0: you literally were not even like i think you were 22 and you were working like crazy nights you'd meet us for dinner and you'd (laughs) like the shit that You have to do at Crazy. these jobs. I'd be like, "What?"
1: Yeah, just running, <laughs> just like r- driving, like mind. running around doing like weird errands, but also like writing stories, organizing events, like wild. deadlines. But a great, like a great way to start mm. your career because it's everything all at once, you mm. know. Um. So then I moved to London and fell into PR again over there because that was like what I had been doing. But I got a job for an amazing, massive consumer PR agency, mm. and somehow managed to land myself a management role working on Johnny Wall. <laughs>
0: I don't think I just say like, interviewed really confidently, like walked in. I like, so you guys can't like, obviously. I don't know how much you you've already like picked up on it, yet, But you'll get this, and also if you're in her presence, Lizzie's like like just oozes this like confidence, comfort in her own skin. And people, I feel like people would hire you for the like oh you'd be God. so unqualified for a role. And someone would just hire. you They're
1: like, oh, she looks confident. Literally, like I walked, I walked, I got there, and I. I mean, I'd been doing PR in Brisbane, which is a small, much smaller market than mm. London. And I well, I interviewed for three agencies and they all offered me the job and I was bartering them for salary. Like, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? How am I even and
0: doing I, this? I remember you got the job and you're like, thanks, but I'm going to spend for a month. So like, I'll yeah. start then.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was off on a road trip. I was like, do you mind if I start in October? Like, hilarious. Um, but... Great, again, great role. So I was managing Johnny Walker, Dove, Magnum, big, big clients, mm. right? And I had teams of people who were older than me, who'd been working in the London market for longer than me. So I was working hard, like to keep my head above water. I was, you know, working 12 hour days, but again, such great experience. Mm. And, but I missed writing, you know, and I was, I was amazing. I got to travel for it. I got to do some really yeah. cool stuff. But I remember I had this really defining moment when I looked around the office and i was like there's actually not one person here in a senior role that i aspire to be like in any way i mm. don't want their life i don't want their job what the fuck am i doing here why am i here why am i here yeah. i'm just here because it because looks, i
0: don't look up to those people as mentors it's not where i'm going yeah. it's
1: not it's not the the path i want to be on like, it's not the you know it's not the destination i want to reach so why am i on this path mm. and that was a really good lesson to learn really quite young I was still only 24 and I was like I'm only here because it looks good on paper you know it looks good like all my friends back home were like you're killing it like and I was like yeah I'm fucking killing it but I was like I'm actually not fulfilled you know at all and so I quit that job didn't have another one lined up I just quit um, because in London when you're in like a management role you have to give really long notice periods anyway so I had three months to figure out what I was going to do Ended up getting a job at a, uh, a members-only club, which is really common over there. Like, mm. it's for people in the creative industry, so it's called the hospital club, working front of house. So, like, took a massive pay cut, but I had the best time ever. I and then that. on the side, I started – I wrote a little travel blog with a girlfriend of mine. This is back in 2015, so still, you know, relatively early days for that whole movement.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and started, when, like –
1: when it would be easy to grow an Instagram exactly. page, exactly. It yeah. was before it was oversaturated, and we were so like idealistic and just had the best time, and it was going really well. You
0: guys did all right though. Like you yeah. we
1: went to quite a few places. Yeah, like you would go to like Finland yeah. and be at some like oh my hot spa or yeah.
0: something. i be like, where's she <laughs> now?
1: What's she doing? <laughs> yeah, we. Um, it was. It was kind of cool because I combined all of the skills like you know in PR I'd learned how to pitch and how to sell myself working at this members club it was quite a prestigious members club so like I met like John Cleese and oh, Dame Judy stop. Dent oh yeah because yes. they stayed there because it was like accommodation as well as this big film studio actually wow, loved it. yeah yeah it. yeah it was like this little boutique one in Covent Garden like it was amazing so being around people in creative industries all the time and also being front of house I would see the emails that would come in from people who were like oh I'm doing this can I stay at your hotel yes, so, so I, and I was like oh wait I can do, I can do I can do that I so <laughs> I, I started start just like now. pitching mm. myself in that sort of same way I mean my girlfriend Amy we had yeah this travel blog she was a photographer um and we got to go I got to go to like I think a trip to Scotland, Malfi Coast, you know, started mm. to build it up, build it up from there. Started writing for Huffington Post and just was in this real sort of flow with it. Then I got offered a job. Like a friend of mine said there was a job going at a national publication over there for a digital travel and lifestyle role. Travel sorry, travel and lifestyle writer role.
0: Amazing.
1: And I, in London. In London. And so I'm there on like a two-year visa, right? So I think I'm like maybe a year in at this point. And I was like, oh, there's no way they'll give me the job. I've only got a year on my visa. You know, I'm not a national Brit. Um, mm. But I applied anyway. And <laughs> the subject line of my email that I applied with was hashtag dream job.
0: <laughs> hashtag is in the hashtag of hashtag the word. No,
1: has, no, the actual Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag dream job, <laughs> <laughs> and oh fuck no! So good. I somehow they interviewed me, and then she read that and like, thought
0: <laughs> perfect, <laughs> perfect candidate. So I later original. found
1: out because so I went in, you know, did the interview. Had a trial day where I had to because you have to pump out eight stories a day. If you're on like if you're an in house journo mm. on digital, you're pumping out multiple stories a day. You have to upload them, so it's like fast. So they got me and gave me a trial. Had a great time. I think I had to write about like a vibrator or something, <laughs> um, and got the job, and that and then that was great. But I later found out that she read out that email to her the little team who became all my mates, and she was like, "Oh my god, this person's you know," and they were like, "Oh my god, do not hire her." <laughs> and yeah, rightfully so. But anyway, somehow got that job. So I did that for the last year that I was there. Then. As my visa was coming to an end, I was like, I'm not ready to go back to Australia. I'd come back to visit, you know, throughout my time. And I was just like, I'm just not ready. I'm not there. Where else can I go as an Australian that I can go easily without a visa and just rock rock up, figure it out? Amsterdam. So Netherlands, really mm. easy to... Oh, I love, uh, love Amsterdam. <laughs> love, love it so much. It was amazing.
0: You were so, there for
1: a uh, year. A year, yeah. So you can... I don't know if this is... So this was in 2016 now um i'm sure it's probably changed since then but it was so easy to Mm. go there then as an australian i literally entered the country as if i was just traveling so i didn't have any kind of visa or anything i just like moved i had like a suitcase of stuff that was my life like from london just got the i think i just got the train to Amsterdam. so easy and just to move like Like, i was like jump on a train didn't know a soul (laughs) did not know one person in Amsterdam. um And I was like, I just want to keep freelance writing. So I just need a base that's like a good gateway to Europe and the rest of the world. Amsterdam is perfect for that. So I just got there like the next day, went into the immigration office, filled out a one page form, gave them 50 euro. They stamped it on the spot and they're like, yeah, you you can work here. Like, you can stay here for a year. Like, it was the most easy visa application. That's wild because I know
0: that, like, obviously, a few of the countries in Europe. For Australians at least, have mm. this reciprocal reciprocal working holiday visa. Yeah. Um, and you've got to be under 30. You have to have yes. not turned 31. One, 31. I think um, that's the age. So you, can yeah. you can apply for it in your third, like when you're 30. Yeah. Um, but it was so easy. not, still not that easy. No, like when so I did easy. the one in France, mm. it was still like a process, an interview. Yeah. You had to have $5,000 in your bank account. Yeah. Like, Basic, not, yeah. not have murdered somebody, yeah, 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 and then you're good. But like, that's it, <laughs> yeah. easier. Yeah, yeah, crazy. I don't know if it's still like that, but definitely
1: worth looking into if anyone's curious. Because the American one, I, I did an exchange over there when I was younger. That was crazy. That was so hard. But then the mm. UK one as well, just much more of a process. But it was super easy. So anyway, I freelance from Amsterdam. I was kept so my. UK paper they kept me on freelance and then I was continuing with my blog I was just freelance writing I was like I'm just gonna freelance write and figure it out and it was amazing I was traveling so much um, but my existence was ridiculous because I wasn't really earning a huge amount of money I didn't set like proper goals I didn't really know what I was specifically trying to achieve, I didn't know how to offer my services. I didn't really value myself enough as well. And I still had this internal belief that you can't really make a lot of money as a writer. So I wasn't setting my prices very high and it just kind of became quite stressful financially. Yeah. But I was living this ridiculous contrast of a life because I'd be going on these press <laughs> where that were hosted by like tourist boards or hotels or airlines <coughs> and they want to obviously give you the best experience so you write something really great about Whatever. of
0: course yeah
1: so you'd be going and you'd be taken like flown there taken around put up in really nice hotels given like Michelin star things like meals sometimes but then I'd come back where <laughs> where I'd be sharing like a 1.5 bedroom apartment in Amsterdam with like three girls three of us and would be like how am I going to make rent you know it was this insane sort of contrast of a life yeah, so, yeah. I mean, <laughs> eating two
0: minute noodles yeah for dinner but, exactly
1: yeah. like I mean great learning experience, character building, character building stuff. (laughs) Um, But yeah definitely burnt myself out I'd say from the self-employment that first time round. so I did that for a year traveled a little bit then came back to Australia moved to Melbourne and sort of ran back to the safety of full-time employment
0: mm.
1: for an amazing company great travel company met amazing people I remember yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah. and you loved it, it there you loved had a great it. time great yeah. time and people who I would just like forever cherish and you know so super grateful for my time there um but I just was never I just wasn't fulfilled in my roles I had a couple of roles there I was there for like three and a half years and I just
0: couldn't get to the point where i was like i'm loving what i'm doing before we go on Mm. you came back to australia because why did you feel like your time was up was it literally up yeah it was
1: literally up so one it was a one-year visa in amsterdam so you can go over there if and get a job for a company over there there's loads in amsterdam actually Mm. and they'll sponsor you quite easily but i was just freelancing. So yes, I as right. an Australian you have a year on that working visa if it's still the same as it was mm-hmm. and then you got a your time's up kind of thing. So yeah. you thought okay now it's
0: time to maybe it's time to
1: go. And I was also pretty burnt out like I was traveling constantly. I was traveling like, off – and, I, you know, from Amsterdam, I was going to, like, Iceland, yeah, Finland, America a few times. Mm. And these were all press trips that were coming through my travel blog and also the paper that I was still freelancing from, the UK paper. Yeah, that's so, right. So yeah. – and after all that, I was like, I actually just need to let my feet touch the ground for a second. I feel a bit settled. I forgot what that feels Why like. Why Melbourne? <laughs> um, oh, I actually – I mean, I definitely wasn't ready to go back to Brisbane. Love Brisbane. Nothing against it. Love Brisbane. That's what we meant. That's what we meant. Brisbane – Brisbane yeah. Babies. Yeah, well, was I,
0: Brisbane Babies. You were born in Brisbane, I Swear was not, but still. Yes. Very little place yeah. in my heart. But yeah, you were like, I'm not ready to go back yeah, to Brisbane. Yeah, just a little bit slower pace and
1: I just was still yeah, keen for that bigger city. I was tossing up here, um, but the job came up in Melbourne and it was perfect. It was travel. I, I knew exactly what I wanted, the kind of job. I was like, I still want to work in travel. I want it to be like a flexible role with a good company, good community, because that was something I missed in Amstem as well. I made the mistake mm. of not going to a co-working space. Mm. Because when I write, if I'm writing, I, I do need to be – you know really focused and alone to really concentrate but i'm such
0: an extrovert i
1: i, I struggle with that oh, i yeah. struggle
0: with exactly what you're talking about totally like most weeks yeah I have like I'm torn in my work I love it but I struggle working by myself like it's
1: (laughs) hard so I'm like anyone's want to work from a cover today (laughs) yeah exactly yeah Yeah. come back come back you need that sort of back and forth Mm. you know even if it's not for the actual work that you're doing even just to like have some banter have a break like take your mind off your task it's really valuable Um, so that was something else I learned. but I just I was like I just want a good team a good community whatever so this role just ticked all of the boxes Melbourne is also the most European I mean everyone said like it is the most
0: European oh, city, city of Australia. Yeah Melbourne's a, i fucking love Melbourne. It's a good time. I absolutely love yeah. Melbourne.
1: Like it's it felt like and I'd spent like hardly any time there before I moved. Again I knew one person there when I moved <laughs> and she was a girl that I'd met in London and um yeah like it reminded me of like a smaller mini London. Even yeah. just the architecture yeah. and, and the nightlife there is unreal. It is the climate is similar to the UK, like it's freezing <laughs> and like frozen, frozen. frozen. winter and, in Melbourne oh, oh punish that was the only deal breaker about Melbourne for No, me no Everything like else. tropical no. climate yeah I yeah. know I'm like I'm a, I love the sun and I spent seven years in really cold dark it's cities
0: it's so bizarre I find that <laughs> so interesting because you literally like as far as who you are and what you're attracted to, you belong on like a tropical island. I know. <laughs> that's where you just should live. I know, it's where I thrive. But in a major city. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why Sydney, Sydney is kind so of yeah. great.
1: Yeah, um, But yeah, hilarious. But so I did that for a few years in Melbourne and then towards the end of my time at, yeah, the employer I was at, I just was really craving writing focusing on writing again it was always just niggling at me always pulling me and and like throughout my mm. whole career i was like oh i want to be writing more and i sort of do it and sort of like scamper back you know i would, and i cuz I, I always held this internalized belief that you can't make enough money that
0: way yeah um so, so you you're not asking for the right things you're not like putting yourself out there for the right yeah. things you're not, not dedicating pricing yourself properly yeah. 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 all of the above and just not
1: believing not believing that it's possible because that belief it's such it's Well so cuz it it's off. an
0: actual belief Probably it's it's yeah. not like oh no you can't no it's like you genuinely just believed that yeah and it's not like you never were challenging that exactly because so it's, it's like your beliefs create your thoughts and then yeah, your thoughts create totally. your reality
1: and so therefore if you don't believe that it's possible that it's not going to happen and
0: a lot of the time it's you don't even actively you're not actively trying to be pessimistic sometimes no. a lot of the times beliefs are not even you trying to be negative it's just this locked in thing totally. that you've never challenged yeah but because of that thing yeah All your behaviours reflect that. Exactly. So it's like really detrimental and
1: you don't even realise it. It's like zero
0: effort to believe that.
1: And it's hard. It's hard Mm. to change. You know, you have to really, it takes a lot of conscious work, right? Yeah, totally. Um, But I kind of just got to the point where I was like, I'm just not fulfilled and I I just know I need to do this. And I had the intention of like what a lot of people do, like sort of building up this business on the side. But I am just not wired that way. I am an all or nothing person. I have to jump. Yeah. And and I, <laughs> I'm the same. I have to. Yeah, yeah. Um. So
0: I throw me in the deep end. Throw me. And in. how quickly can I get to and the I'll, surface? Exactly.
1: <laughs> and I'll fucking then I'll learn how to swim. You yeah. know, Jump in the net appears like that. Otherwise, because I was like, I'd finish work. I was working full time. I'd finish work, and I just want to go see my mates, have a drink, go to the pub, go to yoga, whatever. I didn't want to like do my job and then go do it. Just that's not my yeah. preference. You totally. know, it's not how I do my best work. Totally. I need to. I need a break. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, agreed. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, 100%, right? So, yeah. So, when I finally sort of got to the point, where I was like, okay, I was almost like overcooked at my job. I was like, I need to like, I need to do this now. So, I saved up some money, which I didn't do in Amsterdam. <laughs> the first time around, I had no money. Like, yeah. uh, we'll get into all of that. But saved up some money and I was like, I'm just going to do it. So, I quit my job and then just went out on my own. And I've been working for myself now for three years, which is insane. It's crazy. Um, So end of 2019, quit my job. And yeah, each year I've grown my revenue by 50% year on year. Amazing. Amazing. I said to Alexis before we started, like, I'm going to be really transparent about figures here as well, because I just think that that... Is helpful and, and keeping it taboo doesn't help anyone, especially women. We're not really especially women to be bold with money, so fuck that. Let's yep. just, we'll call it all out. I'll we'll talk about into money all out, um, and yeah, so that's been three years. So my business is called Write On Brand. It is a copywriting and brand strategy business. I help businesses of all sizes. Sometimes sole traders, sometimes small businesses, sometimes big corporate, sometimes government. Mm-hmm. Um, help help them figure out who they are. Help them define that out how they want to communicate and what they want to say so in practice that looks like i write their tone of voice key messages unique selling points and also i can write their websites uh content marketing social ad copy that whole kit and everything yeah
0: like which is actually, you don't realise how important that is oh, until yes. you see it done well. Yeah, yeah. I always, like, you probably don't even notice it, but when you, when you stumble across a website and, like, everything's just written so seamlessly yeah. or funny or creatively, you're like, fuck, that's so good. Yeah. I, want, I want to stay on this page for longer. I want to know more about this brand. Yeah. That's the copywriting. You know? Exactly. It, yeah. And it makes – it does make – obviously I
1: love words, so I I'm like, I know how much mm. of a difference it makes. I think a lot of people will sort of be like, I can do it. and Sometimes they can, but sometimes they can't.
0: <laughs> and
1: I think especially – and I guess I've been – I sort of did it at a really fortunate time, I think, because – end of 2019 obviously it was before COVID hit um, but managed to scrape by that year but then that's I mean COVID has changed so much so many mm. more people are starting their own businesses now everything's going online more than ever before and, yeah. and there's just been a lot of change and I think there are more than ever having strong copy that actually cuts through and compels because everyone's so inundated yep. so that it has so much more value now um, 100%. than ever before yep. so so yeah so ride on brand is my business I've been doing it for three years and we're going to talk a bit about that and what yes. I've learned yeah from the first time I tried it in Amsterdam and <laughs> this time <laughs> and around. attempting it a yep.
0: second time exactly. but I feel like I don't know I feel like for a lot of businesses a lot of people like there's a you almost require, you don't have to, but you almost require a few failures or a few totally. like attempts that kind of stuck, but then didn't stick Yeah, for you then to, when you hit this ground running the second time, it's actually beneficial that you have actually failed at something in oh, the past because you know exactly what not to do or how you would do it differently. You know yeah. exactly what tools you're going to need that you didn't have the first time. Exactly, And I feel like a lot of people have the first attempt and then fail and think, oh, like, trauma yeah like never doing 100%. that again embarrassing or yeah. Yeah. Like whatever it is <laughs> <that you're laughs> <embarrassing. Yeah. laughs> so you just think like oh and a lot of people when they embark on something they tell everyone they're yes and then it fails yeah and then they're just like i don't want to be the moron who yeah. then goes out and says i'm doing the exact same thing again people are going to think i'm an idiot let them think you're a fucking idiot yeah who cares? yeah Give because some people are going to be like lol yeah But that's saying more about them than it is about you. But who cares? You're not going to not do something because someone's thought that. But I think a lot of people don't do that thing. Definitely. And it's so –
1: I think it's really human to be caught up in that. And like I said, I was overcooked in my – the last job I had before going out, you know, on on my own for good. Mm. Um, Manifesting that, by the way, for good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I never want to work for someone else again. But the last time I did that, you know – I definitely, it took me a while, you know, to build up. I was a bit overcooked because of yep. the first time I had done it. And I was like, oh, financial stress is the worst. Yeah. It is, it's really, it's, you know, it is really stressful. Because the
0: thing is, like, it does kind of bleed into almost every area of your Absolutely. life. Like when I've been financially stressed, I've been worried about going to the doctor and wanting to find a cheap doctor and yeah. then what's the script going to cost and whatever. And that's that we live in Australia with cheap exactly (laughs) (laughs) exactly and even then like you can't even go out for dinner with a friend being like okay one wine or just you're just conscious yeah Yeah. and
1: like how am I gonna yeah am I gonna make rent am I gonna you know and those are basic human I
0: I could never afford my bond yeah (laughs) (laughs) I mean I I know I was (laughs) like oh
1: it's like a savings (laughs) put it away (laughs) literally saves it for you but I was always you know my I was such a Typical millennial finance with my money and my life choices in my twenties. You know, I was like, mm. just experience everything, travel oh, yeah. everywhere. And, you know, living in London, I was like, if I have money left at the end of the month, I've wasted an opportunity to do something. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not like, a bad way. I mean, to you know something. what? No regrets. Like I'm, you know, I'm
0: on it now. Well, look at where you are now. So yeah. I kind of
1: did. Yeah, all purpose. It's all good. Um but yeah, I think that's a that's a really, really big piece, definitely, when you work for yourself. So I think the biggest thing I've learned, there's a few, there's a few. So we'll go through a few. Yeah, weeks. let's talk about and learnings now. And then we can maybe
0: have some questions. And then we're going to answer some questions because I did put the call out. Yeah. Stunning call out. Stunning, stunning.
1: So I think the first thing I would say, obviously I have my, my forte is writing and my business is marketing, writing, et cetera. So I'll give examples through that lens, but there's so many so many different businesses people can have and so many ways to work for yourself or do your own thing. Um, I think if you're even thinking about it, it's worth exploring because yeah. if you've got that, it's, I think a lot of people sort of like, they'll have like, there's like this little niggling, like, oh, I'm, I want to try this. Or maybe, you know, maybe it's a service or maybe it's a product that you want to make or something you want to offer. And you're just like, oh, I'm a bit scared. I don't know. Or if it's like just changing into a different industry, yeah. like there's so, so many things that people want to try, but there's so many reasons that they'll come up with not to, not to do it. Yeah. Always Fear-based, and a lot of the time it can be like money-related. You think that it's not possible to make money doing that or whatever, but you've just got to fucking go for it. Yeah, or
0: you don't think that you have the enough resources exactly to exactly. Like jump ship and exactly, all
1: of that. and which is valid, which so is totally you can valid. Just set yourself up with yeah. those resources if you know what you want. Um, so first of all, find what success is for you. So define your own success real emphasis on the your, because mm. that's going to look different for everyone. It can be as simple as if you still want to maintain your full-time job, you're not in a position to go fully at it. Fine you can just simply start if it might be something like starting an instagram or a tiktok and mm. posting three times a week for six months and that's your first goal that's the first phase of your goal because they change all the time and like i know you've talk, talked about like the psychology of goal setting yeah and how important it is to set a goal that you
0: no, like that's going to push you but also you can achieve but it's because it's believable exactly be, like again back to circling back to the beliefs and everything like yeah. something has to seem you know i and i always say like i'm the biggest advocate for setting goals way bigger than you ever thought possible yeah of course but your the smaller steps in between you and that goal have to be believable exactly if i were to say to you oh in order to achieve this you have to change everything about your daily routine everything you mm. eat everything about what you do you have to change as of tomorrow yeah that's not believable no you're like what yeah. the fuck? And <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't do it. No. But if I was to say, in order to get to where you want to go, you're going to change one thing and you have to do that one thing exactly. every single day just for two weeks, you'd be like, I can fucking do that. Yeah. I can do that. And then and you then do it, it. Then you do it. And then then you ask, I ask you to change one more thing. Yeah. You add that on. And you build. And, then it becomes and you build your confidence thing. along the way. Because exactly. it's, it's
1: like, you know that neural pathway of like, I can, I can achieve this. I can do it. I can, I can meet goals that I set for myself. I can, you know, push myself to the next level that that, because confidence is so important. If you're, Mm. if you're doing anything, if you're fully self-employed
0: or if you're doing a side hustle, like your again, it's the belief thing. And it's that confidence in yourself knowing that you can do it. Yeah. That's why it's so good to have these like small but meaningful goals that you set yourself. Yeah. And sometimes set yourself a goal that's so small that it would be a joke if you didn't do it. It. Yeah. like the tiniest fucking goal that totally. if you're about to get into bed and your goal was I just have to take my shoes out and put them by the door yes. something so basic but you're like about to get into bed and even you yourself say I'm a fucking idiot if I don't just go yeah. down and do that one task yeah and you do it and you start with that exactly and then you build on it it go you know? from
1: there so it can be something as simple as yeah, starting a social media account or it can be so for, for me for example when I started that first year that I went out on my own I just wanted to get by. I didn't have super high financial goals. I made 50 grand, right? Yeah. Which was less than what I was on, you know, in <laughs> yeah, my full-time job. But you could it's not survive lot, on that but money. But I was like, I don't care because all I my goal for that first year was to get by, was to not lose sleep, was to have a steady stream of work coming in, enough to keep mm-hmm. me going and to just learn and to establish a sustainable way of working for myself, right? Yeah and so yeah 50 grand not much (laughs) but But, I mean like for where I was at in my career like it was less than what I'd been on but I took a cut yeah but I I knew I was going to you know and I was stoked by the end of my first year because I was like I did it I got to the end of (laughs) my first year I that was the year also COVID happened to hit like four months after I went out on my own I was really proud of myself and Mm. I was like But now I want to step it up again. Next year, I want to hit six figures. So that's a double, you know, and I did that. I I made over a hundred grand that year. And without, you know, it wasn't, too hard because once I set my sights on that goal you just automatically start making decisions and step and in you ways. already have the foundations
0: of the original exactly goals that you had set out exactly yeah. and and
1: I was like cool so the fir- I knew I achieved my, my goal the first year I I got I got by I wasn't stressed I enjoyed my work I you know mm. still had a balanced lifestyle these are things that I value a lot yeah. so I was able to maintain
0: maintain all of that and then the next year I was able to maintain that as well and now I'm continuing yeah. to grow it from there. And you know and you can also you've got that confidence of like pitching for bigger jobs, yeah. pitching for things that you originally maybe wouldn't have done at the yes, start. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And in the first year, my website, <laughs> lol was <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. It was this shitty thing that I made myself on Squarespace. I have no idea how I got any work from <laughs> that. Like I am not a designer. No. Words are my thing making things look good, not my thing, yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm terrible at makeup. I'm terrible at, like, arranging anything aesthetically. It's just not, <laughs> not a strength, okay? I know my strengths <sighs> <laughs> and I know what are not my strengths. <laughs> um, <so> <laughs> <laughs> the, the website was not it a was strength. so bad. Um so then after my first year and I was just using my own name, it was like LM, LM, copy and brand, you know. Oh yeah. Yes. I
0: forgot about that.
1: Yeah, okay. Um so then at the end of my first year I was like, okay, I'm gonna do this. Probably now I need to step it the fuck up if I'm gonna attract higher paying clients. because um, that was the other thing. I was like, I don't wanna I wanted to make more money, but I was like, I don't wanna work Double as much time. I want to just work smarter here, not harder. Yeah, the harder. same amount of time. Same amount of time. Just do double it for the people income. who Thank have a bit much. more money. Attract that. Yeah, mm. exactly. So I invested, not even like I think a couple of grand in getting a website done properly, mm-hmm. um, and I shared that on my own channels, like just my own like Instagram, Facebook, whatever, and I got like eight jobs like on the spot from that, um, from my network. Which is wild, I, wild. Because you
0: don't have a huge Instagram following no. or anything. like. No. It's not like you're some major influencer not who's gone all. out and shared it to hundreds of thousands not of people. All. It was literally just like your
1: my network. Per,
0: like no money, no spend behind it, like nothing. Yeah.
1: And I think – I mean that was – I guess because over the years when I'd worked, you know, PR and then PR in London and Amsterdam, like I'd met a lot of people in the creative industry. Yes, you had a good network. I had a good had a network of people who were sort of aligned, I suppose, like with what I was doing. So I was able to sort of, get jobs that
0: way as well like I think another thing as in addition to that is that you've always been clear on what you do I think if you're if you're listening to this and you're thinking about starting something for yourself just start getting clear on what you do so people know that that's what you're about so then when you do go and share something like that it makes sense for someone to be like oh I'll definitely recommend you to someone because you actually walk the talk like you don't have to be an expert at it but you're fucking keen you know what you're doing yeah I'll 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 spread the word about exactly. it. Like exactly. you had uh, you know all your friends would share that like yes. people would be sharing that yes. stuff because we know that it's, it's not what I've chipped away at. It's I, what you do. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's what I do. So also like uh, in addition to write on brand, I am a freelance feature writer. So that's doing sort of similar to the writing that I was doing when I was in Amsterdam. It's yeah, pitching to publications um, and writing pieces on travel, human interest, dating, relationships, health, wellness, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So like a lot of yeah, Love you it. girls would share yeah <laughs> um, articles that I was writing around that. And I even things like you know, and this was like a big step for me. I remember at the time I was like, I'm going to start telling people that I'm a writer. Like, you know, and, and changing that on your like Instagram bio, like writer, you know, you don't have to be like people I think, um set really high sort of expectations on themselves they're like oh i can't call myself that unless yeah. i am you know x y z it's like that thing of like you know how women like will never apply for it there's some stats around if women don't apply for a job unless they meet like all of the criteria yeah. but men will apply if they meet like seven <laughs> one. like one of those yeah are you a human
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, i'm fucking i can do which <laughs> like yeah. yeah, and fucking good on them. Exactly right. Like, anyway. <laughs> they're, they're doing all right. And <laughs> everyone should be doing that. Yeah, than. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Just it's up to the employer to really yeah. decide if you're fit for it or not. Yeah, and it's exactly. just good to just throw yourself. Yeah, out there that's like, you've just got to throw okay.
1: yourself out there and start sort of owning and taking those little steps because the like I've had so many jobs that have come through from articles that I've written that I wrote like for a free plat- platform that I thought wouldn't come at anything, like nothing would come of, but I just did it for my own pleasure. Mm. But then someone's read that and has been like, like someone's read that in like Sweden and has been like, oh, I really like this article that like uh, can you do this for my business you know so it you just never know when things are actually going to come to fruition and that's what i find is really cool about working for yourself like you've unknowingly been planting seeds every your whole life and you don't even realize and something will sprout up and you're like oh fuck i forgot about that you know
0: and how good and often it's weirdly it's often the things that you don't intend it's like oh this is like a little passion project i'm going to put that out there alongside what i'm doing and it's often those little things that end up generating you income down the line exactly um and like you like, like following podcast, your lol. yeah like <laughs> yeah. following
1: your following the thread of what you what lights you are mm. you know studying like going to you know doing yeah. your masters like exactly. all of that you know it's science and performing yeah equals 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 <laughs> like this amazing podcast yeah
0: and yeah but it is true it's it's often the things that and not to say i don't want to also come across as being like, only do something that you're passionate about. Totally. Not expecting money. Yeah. Do it for the fucking money. You're yeah. not a charity. Definitely. You know, like and yeah. I think which we, this is something that we could probably we'll get like talk get into now. Yeah. The money side of things. Mm-hmm. I Ish. think it's really important to be very clear mm-hmm. on, you know, being okay with knowing what kind of money you want, asking for money, yep. speaking about money with, yep. whether it's an employer or a client yep. or a you know partnership arrangement yep. money has to be on the table it's got to be the second thing that you talk about yep. like first thing being the job the job what itself. you're doing yep. the project yeah but you have to feel comfortable talking about money i remember when i was younger i would go for like a teenager mm. I'd go for all these like part-time job interviews this casual casual work and i'd get home and I'd be like Oh I got the job And my mum would be like Great what are they paying And I'm like Oh I didn't, I didn't want know. to ask And she's like That's disgusting That they wouldn't Don't talk tell about tell you So obviously you're not going to ask Because you're a teenager yeah. And you're fucking terrified And you're like Oh yeah I got the job okay. totally. Yeah 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 and she was like <laughs> Disgusting behaviour That these older people Would take advantage of A yeah. child essentially Literally yeah. um, And not even mention money Yeah When yeah. why the fuck else Am I there yeah. for money Exactly To buy shit on the weekend Like why else Is a teenager getting a job uh, You know And I think this is a real This is,
1: I mean this is so big you could almost do like a whole podcast on money and money mindset like I've had to it's actually so fun because you there's always more you can evolve and grow on with your money mindset and it's directly linked to your business and your self-worth but I think especially if you're if you're starting yeah a side hustle or going out on your own it's something that you love because it's something you're passionate about there is this belief that Is inherent in society that if you're, if something that you love, you don't have to make money from it, Mm. and it's such bullshit. Like, and it's like that same, like, tortured artist, like, it's bullshit. Like, it's worth something just because
0: you enjoy it. Just because you enjoy it, and ideally, you would wanna do it, like, for example, when I started the podcast, I'd be like, oh, I'd do this for free. I wouldn't, yeah. blah, blah, blah. but it doesn't mean that, for example, now, if I wasn't getting paid for the podcast, of course I'd still do it. Would yeah. I do it as consistently? Yeah, fuck no. Would <laughs> I do it like I would, I would, I would, um, my time would be spent on other things as yeah. well. Yeah. You know, yeah, there is a level of dedication when it is your income, yeah, and there's nothing wrong with admitting that, yeah, yeah. You know, I think, yes, this is my passion, yeah, but I will get paid for it, yeah. you know, and exactly. I don't think there's anything.
1: there's definitely nothing wrong with that
0: if anything i think we should be way more comfortable talking about it talking about yeah you need to be comfortable talking about it
1: and yeah i think you know when you're if you're setting your price i remember when i first started i was it's so it is it's so intimidating right whether you're if you're in a like you know i'm in the service industry so that i don't really give Mm. people anything tangible really like i'm literally extracting something from my head and saying It's worth this much. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Pay that you know. Pay this 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 for my ideas. Like, it's really, it is really intimidating
0: to put a direct value on your own ideas in your own because you then also can't translate directly what dollar amount that business is going to generate from from the value that you have to just say well it's worth this much because i said so you know
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah and back and back yourself on that Mm. um and but that applies to products as well like obviously you take into account the cost that it takes for you to to make it deliver it etc but then you know branding is massive and this is where branding comes into it as well like are you valuing it at like Mm -hmm. a higher place product are you putting it sort of towards the lower end of the spectrum totally. but if it's thinking about it's actually I, I didn't realize but there's a, t- a name for it it's called like a value-based pricing model so like if I'm working for a government or a corporate I am going to charge them more than if I'm doing the same thing for a smaller business or even uh, like a nonprofit. so mm-hmm. I'm actually doing work for free at the moment for this um, environment sustainability website right and because I'm like I back that yeah it's kind of pretty fucking urgent
0: (laughs) and (laughs) yeah yeah,
1: and but being able to do that I can do that for free because I am charging more for like businesses that I know have the means to do it and I am adding value to them at that level to their business because which can be scaled exactly a lot more so than a smaller business yeah and for small they don't have the resources like that's the value add for them that's what they can afford Mm -hmm. and I remember when I first started out um a friend's partner who as he's in the music industry and he's been self-employed for years he was like as soon as you can as soon as you can move away from charging for your time and i was like what do you mean like i'm charging 120 an hour and this feels amazing like you know and he yeah. was like no 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 like move away from that asap so that
0: is so true it's so true yeah.
1: and it took me a while to get it and then i like i got it one day and i was like oh okay this is what he was talking about because the more you do something the faster you're going to get at it and the better you're going to get at it but mm-hmm. that doesn't mean you just charge less for it <laughs> that you know the exactly. value that doesn't go down so yeah. like when you're charging if I'm charging like for an alley rate or you know if I'm charging out like I'm charging like $900 or $1,000 a day right yeah as yeah as, and, and I can, as I said like that can fluctuate depending on the means of the client and how much I believe in it and there's there's a lot of factors that go yeah. come into it Um, but that doesn't just factor in the time it factors in the years of study yeah. that I took <laughs> yeah, my yeah. fucking the hex
0: <laughs> my <laughs> you know, fucking hex fucking the trauma <laughs>
1: <laughs> my fucking two minute so. noodles of (laughs) Like it takes into account the years of study you did, Mm. like the amount of years of experience I've had to get I, to, you to get are. to the point
0: where I can be able to do it quickly and well, you know exactly. And also, I think a lot of people think, "Oh, it took you not long to do it. You should be charging less." It's like you should no. actually be paying me more. Yeah, exactly. Because I've saved you time. Exactly. Because you couldn't do it, and a lot of other people couldn't do it as quickly exactly. as I do. That's why you've come to. It's me. irrelevant. The time that it takes you is actually irrelevant. It's irrelevant to the client. If I completed it's the, the product, product.
1: it's the, it's what you're giving them, right? Exactly. So that's what you have to sort of keep in mind. And I think obviously, like when you're starting, like it helps to set a sort of point of reference, like you think of it in terms of your time mm. but delivering i find i'm always project based like i charge people based on what i'm giving them not how long
0: it's taking me yeah to do it. totally on a slightly unrelated thing i find yes. it really interesting with like um salary caps on like athletes and stuff yes. and i'm like oh uh, like i get that like what what i look at it is like if the if the if the business or the club mm. can make all that money why the why fuck are not? they putting a cap on the athlete? Yeah, the 100%. athlete is bringing them the money. Exactly. Like they're the ones with the skills. And they're the talent, are, right? If they're if the you're, talent. Yeah. You know? So I understand in a way because then it makes their clubs uneven and whatever yeah, and shit yeah. like that. But like I feel like there's got to be a better way because at the end of the day, it's, we're talking about value yeah. delivered. Exactly. If you're the best player, yeah. why is there a cap on your salary? You So the club can make more money but you can't? Yeah, exactly. That's,
1: that doesn't seem that fair. That doesn't yeah, seem fair like either.
0: Yeah. So it's either – like yeah. and it's all advertising money. And exactly. And that gets really muddy.
1: But it's advertising – yeah, it is – does get money but it's the same it's similar as you know talent to like on a podcast for mm. example or you know someone who's like in an a or like a celebrity or yeah. whoever versus like their agency right making the money it's like if they're bringing in the money they're bringing the eyeballs like why should they're they? bringing in the audience yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right yeah, yeah. So, interesting yeah it is it's very interesting, interesting. um debate. so money yeah money's a really big one i think you know I would actually advise looking into like money mindset mentors Mm. and and there's loads of podcasts out there and books and resources that like don't cost you anything and you can start to get sort of familiar with your own personal money story because finding identifying your blocks around money and like so for example I've referenced a couple of times I had this internalized belief that writing couldn't make you Mm. enough money and like right like I'm making more now than I was before for like I work no more than you know, ten like thirty hours a week most yeah. weeks. You know, there's sometimes where I'm like, you know, having to work at late night or early morning or whatever if I'm traveling, or whatever. But like generally, like I don't have to work as long t- and to earn way more for way yeah. more fulfilling work, you know. But it's because I've and I've had to do a lot of work around like like unblocking yeah. my money stuff. And
0: you've got that belief based around writers, yes. but a lot of people have that around generational money belief. Of very like, much my parents never earned much money, my grandparents never earned much money. The idea of me being very financially successful is very unlikely. Yeah, Because you just look at it, this generational like thought, kind of like that epigenetic programming of like, you know, going down generations of what you believe is the cap for your capacity. And
1: and that's the thing, like we actually get, like most people, you internalise so much Mm. from, from your parents without, you know, work subconsciously and like everyone's. You know, parents like everyone's doing their best, et cetera. But like you do internalize a mm. lot of your beliefs around money from them. So that can be that can vary for everyone. Like so yeah. and I think a lot of really common one for women is that money is bad and that money is like like I've also had like to unblock money stuff around like uh like Status is gross. Like that's right. like a judgment on that yeah. side of the yeah. spectrum. Like, oh, like what are you ever compensating for? Like, what are you, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. and and it's like, do you really need that much money? Like, it's like, well, actually, when you have more money, you can do better. You can do pro bono work. You can, you can give to yeah, charities. You flexibility you can, with what flexibility with what you're doing. Exactly, well. you can bring, you can hire people yeah. who you want to give work to. Like, there's, it's, it's a tool, and you know, you totally. can do more with it. But
0: it is really interesting. Talking like in reverse to what you're talking about, there's many people who have like this abundance of money mentality. Yeah, that even these people they'll have a business, it does really well for whatever reason, they come into trouble, whatever they lose all their money. Yeah, that same person in a completely different industry becomes a millionaire again. How, yeah, and it's like wild, and they can do it time and time again. Yeah, it's because this. Belief system ingrained in them, and how they Mm. interact with other people, how they interact in the business world, how what they do—they've just got that mentality that it's not that difficult to come into a lot of money. Not to say they can't lose it, but to make it is easy. Yeah, you know, and then therefore it is. And it's like you look at these people and you are like, the fuck, yeah, (laughs) in all these different like ways, yeah, 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 which is amazing. Like I
1: actually love something I love so much about working for yourself is um, just the possibility, like it's endless possibility, Mm -hmm. right? Like you're, and I think, and you know what, it's not for everyone, of course, and that's so fucking fine. You know, some people, some people look at that, you know self-employment and they're like oh like uncertainty instability like so unsafe you know some
0: people like having freedom in other
1: areas not in their work totally and they want that to be the consistent stable thing and then they can you know have their freedoms in other areas exactly and so fine like figure out what works for you like if you're someone who looks at that though and thinks oh possibility like that's my i'm like oh my god infinite possibility so that that's really that means it's worth exploring i think working for yourself yeah. you can see that as possibility not a threat 100 um, percent, but an opportunity that's yeah. like and if you've
0: you had something that a lot of people do have not everyone but a lot of people do have that like you said before this niggling idea yeah of like oh and oh. that's like this is i mean there's there's always a time you can do this in your 60s in your 20s yeah. but like right now while you're listening to this this is the time to yep. do Fucking something like do to it. kind of lean into it start like you were saying, formulating those, like, smaller plans. Steps, exactly. Yeah.
1: And so that's, like, the, the next point I would say, actually, is make sure you've got um, parachutes in place, you know. Yes. If you are wanting to take the leap, um, but, you know, you don't want to just jump and without any plan and just fall to your death.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know? okay, so – Pause on that because yeah. I had a listener we'll question, question come through, and it's like, Lizzie, my question is, <laughs> when, do, Lizzie Elizabeth, <laughs> when do you take that plunge mm. when money is tight? Yeah, from nine to five. Yeah, okay, great question, mm. great
1: question, listener. Thank yeah, you. Great one. Thank you for calling in. Um, you have to, yeah, set I mean, that's a perfect, right? Set yourself up with these parachutes. So, if you. Are someone who you've got this niggling idea you want to do it but you're still saving you're not in a financial position Ta- save the money take the time to save the money mm. up and and figure out so like when I did it this like the first time I had no money it's stress and and what comes from that is no, not good because then you don't price yourself high enough because you desk you're in this lack mentality right yes you, you, so you charge lower for things that you should be charging high for or you say yes to jobs that you should that aren't paying you enough and it's just stressful you think you have to say yes, yes to everything that comes in even if and you don't want to do it too much it just time. breeds it's just like it's just not and the energy like just kind of really snowballs in a negative way if you're coming from that if you're starting from that point right totally so if you're in a nine to five just figure out how much you need to support yourself for a couple of months to give yourself or maybe a little bit longer like depending on what you're wanting three or to four do. months i think is
0: always good a good then, the base yeah
1: yeah figure out what how much you need for that and just build it up, build it up and then take the leap. Like,
0: yeah, and you can build – like a lot of people will be like, yeah, but my job doesn't, doesn't pay enough yeah. to do that. But yeah. like I was – ages ago I was reading The Barefoot Investor oh, and yeah. he talks about having like a – I can't even remember but I think one of the accounts that he refers to is like a uh, like a fire extinguisher account. Like yes, when there's yeah. a uh, – whatever. Yeah, emergency. I think that yeah, like an emergency yeah. fund yeah. thing. And he says that that's your number one thing to get yeah. done. yeah. I, th- I hope I'm not fucking butchering what he said, <laughs> no, But yeah, pretty yeah. much he says, just for that one thing, yeah. go out and do random fucking tasks to quickly fill up that account. So yeah. it doesn't have to be something that you look at. And I think this is where a lot of people freak out. Yes. This is not something sus- like long-term that you have to look at. But for example, you could say, just for the next month, mm. while I'm doing my nine-to-five, I'm going to pick up a random gig on the side, yeah. whether it's driving a, a like share ride-share ride car, yeah. whether it's working at a, Bar. just yep. just for a fucking month yeah. as a casual thing. I don't know about other countries, but in Australia, you can fucking get a job overnight right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jobs, desperate for workers. Yeah, so you can do that. Even if it's only like five extra hours a week on a weekend and while you might feel like, oh, but I couldn't do that, look at it as this is not a long-term thing. Yeah. This is so I can then quit my job. I always look at like goals as like, is this sustainable means long-term? Means to an end. Yeah. And this yeah. is not something that's sustainable long-term, but it is means to an end. Yeah. And it's going to help you get that bucket full. Yeah. A lot quicker. Yeah. Exactly, and that's and that's exactly like that's such a good point. Like,
1: do it. Like, if there's something that you can do on the side, like build it up or whatever, and then quit, I, quit, and then quit. And even if you like fucking hate your job, but you know, but it's it's that same. It's that goal setting thing. Like, once you've told yourself, "I'm doing this for a reason." It's and there's a means to an end. I'm not just flailing in this. I'm not stuck. It's not helpless. It's not forever. Mm. Like this isn't the end for me. Like yeah. this is this has a purpose. I don't like it might not fulfill me, but it's serving a purpose to get me to the point where I can do my next thing. You know, that sort of mindset that. Definitely. so much Definitely. Right? um so that the money is like one of the parachutes that you can you can or
0: have. what you did yeah which was leaving a job that used up so much of your mental capacity yeah for a job that pays less but sustains you and then yes. on the side you could be doing exactly building up what you want to be building. exactly up. that's another option like yeah. you take a pay cut but for way less cognitive yeah exactly like effort yeah
1: so I've had two I've had I've had both of those and they both are really good. So like I've so like yeah, when I did it in London I quit the job that was taking up, like I had no fucking time, energy, let alone creative. Nothing. The last reason was to write something creative when yeah, you home. No, yeah. no, no, none of that. Um Then, yeah, working in the members club, it was so fun. It was front of house. It was social. Like, like the hours Mm. are all different. So I had time. I figured out I work best in the morning. I'm really clear. I I can write best in the morning. Like, you know, knowing that about myself, like figuring that out about yourself as well, how you work, what tasks you lean into like that will really help you work out what, option is best for you um and then yeah so that worked really well but then also like saving up the money giving myself like a nice solid base and to this day like that that fund never fluctuates too much it's always like the same and it helps me say no to jobs i don't want to do and then clear space for jobs i do want to do and then love continue to love what i'm doing you know rather than building resentment for a task that you're like i'm not being paid enough for this like i don't believe this this isn't in integrity with Mm. you know i'll say no to clients that i'm like i don't believe in what you do (laughs) you know i (laughs) I don't want to i don't want to do that i'm not associating yeah exactly yeah
0: um but yeah yeah, or going for it the whole way as well it works really well that's so good yeah So I had another question come through, which is, do you still work for someone else while starting your own? Which we did kind of just cover, but here they're saying, or is it a conflict of interest? So I guess when you're doing the same thing, but you want to branch off and do it on your own versus what you're, you know, working as an employee. Yeah. And I guess this one's industry dependent it is. I would imagine and obviously the importance of contracts contracts, contracts and, and, and also like contracts. not directly poaching yes customers and clients like yeah. and when I say directly it's like not reaching out saying hey I'm <laughs> going to do the same thing but just me yeah and not re- like you know if someone yeah. reaches out to you yeah independently yeah no, no they obviously are seeking a different service yeah But I also feel like one thing that's really important is to really back yourself when it comes to what certain employers will try and restrict you from doing certain things and might throw empty threats at you. And you have to be really, really um, strong, basically, and push back on what a lot of employers will say, especially depending on the laws in in the jurisdiction that you're in. For example, in Sydney at least, are so many times in the last seven years that I've been a trainer, I've been told by my studio that I work at, that I can't either PT in the area, that I can't work at a studio within a five-kilometre radius, that I can't X, Y, Z. That's That's actually illegal. You can't say that to somebody in Sydney, at at least not for that industry, because that's restriction of trade. They're restricting how you make your income based on your skill set. They don't own you. They can't do that. So unless they're paying you a very healthy very healthy yes. financial retainer and then you sign a contract saying well given that you're giving me this much cash yeah I'm going to then sign this contract you can't do that yeah you know
1: yeah definitely so contracts yeah. are
0: so important
1: so yeah. important and it's such an easy one to be like uh, you know whatever but yeah. knowing that like I've had a case where um I had like a client that came through like another client and for a job like that was the deal for them. So like, so I know that they were marking me up, basically, mm-hmm. to, which was fine. But then that client came back to me like years later and was like, "We really like what you did." Like, da 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 And I had to really go through that and make sure that it was all good. I was like, "No, I'm good. I, yeah. I know I can work with them directly." You know, totally. And yeah, but it is. It's it's worth. Yeah, obviously, like looking through all of it, but making sure that you're not letting people own you. <laughs> yeah, more and than you stand up right for yourself. To... Like,
0: you don't have to. It doesn't have to be awkward. It doesn't have to be. You know, hectic, but no. you—it's something so easy to say. As like, often I would say, "I'm not getting paid enough of full-time income for you to be able to yeah. restrict my yeah. trade." Yeah, or regardless, like uh, you know, I don't have this arrangement. You know, so I don't know you why never, I, can't I never not go into that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or another thing you could do if you do have a great working relationship with your employer but you do want to go out on your own and you don't want to like tread on any toes and it's all positive yeah. is you approach it with them. You don't do it slyly but you approach it with them and, you, and you're and you very open that you're not going to be yeah. directly Poaching. talking to any of the clients about it but you're yeah. going to be approaching this from your own like social media page or your own whatever yep. and that way. And if
1: you do it all above board, um, you know, so the employer that I had – the last employee that I had before I went out on my own, I was super like you know I gave them loads mm-hmm. of notice and it was emotional leaving because I loved them all so much like but they actually became my first client yeah, there <laughs> you go. yeah. and because yeah you know you, if you have that if it's yeah. all done well and, and respectfully he, exactly
0: then you're likely to actually then there's there's actually get them opportunity. To- To use you, like on a contract, on a contractual basis. Exactly. Which is amazing. But I reckon always be above, always be transparent, whether they hate you or whether they love you. Always be transparent because then you've you've put it all out there. You've been honest. You've said, this is my situation. This is the deal. This is what I'm planning on doing. And then they can't ever get you for not being straightforward with them. And always put everything in writing. Everything. (laughs) Guys. (laughs) Guys. I can speak from experience. Everything has to Um, be in writing. Everything. everything. If someone wants a phone call, just say, no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Or oh, even no. have
1: the phone call and then email and say, following our call, just confirming. Yeah, just X to idea. confirm I've got just your not <laughs> <laughs> Just to put that in, like it's so yeah. important. It's actually legally binding like, contract. Yeah. I actually had a situation totally. with the contract. So, you know, if, if someone, if they agree to terms of work, even through email now, it's like, yeah.
0: Of course. It is legally binding because, you know, um, unless you've got a contract that was signed after that statement that goes against it completely and you've agreed that you've changed the terms mutually – Anything in writing is an. I mean, verbal agreements are an yeah. agreement, but it's just it's hard, hard to, prove. to prove. Yeah. So something like that in writing. So guys, yeah. getting into legal chat now. <laughs> lol, but yeah. yeah, yeah, everything in writing. Yeah. Everything above board. Yeah. Always be transparent. Don't Approach skin, your boss and say. Don't skip the
1: contracts as boring yeah. and dry
0: as they may. Yeah, for. and just say, I'm. I am going out on my own. I am going to be doing this thing. Yeah. I'd yeah. love to work alongside you. Things yeah. like that, you exactly. know, if it's relevant, exactly.
1: And hopefully, you've got supportive people in your life who want you to fucking
0: flourish and thrive i know
1: i know right. fingers crossed fingers crossed fingers crossed i mean obviously that's not always the case but i, hope <laughs> I, I think for a lot of people of it's people. not
0: the case a lot of people fucking hate where they work yeah, yeah. listen to this it's probably why they're like yes i need yes. this episode to get me yeah. the fuck out of here um yeah so we've got one final question this is a good one how would i avoid hating my hobby if i decided to turn it into a side hustle or is this an irrational fear
1: not irrational i think I, I totally get mm, that I get it too, there is yeah. and it's that same sort of psychology of um, making what you, you like your passion your profit as well and mm. it's it's valid it's a valid it's a valid point I think setting boundaries around yourself and what you what you're doing if that makes sense so like making sure like if so I love writing I love the craft of it I earn like more money through copywriting and brand strategy but I always still write feature articles as well and that's kind of your passion it, i love it that feeds mm. me it feeds me in a different way it like it mm. pays as well but not as much <laughs> as the copyright yeah, yeah. for sure yeah broadly, but you still
0: want to do that because that's exactly. where you. you know,
1: yeah yeah and so, so i think yeah even still reserving some of it just for yourself yeah if that if, if there's a way yeah. to
0: do and it. Yeah, and also making sure like you need to make sure that you are taking because you've now turned a passion into like a a side hustle or a full-time hustle, Mm. you really have to take time out of it, time off from it completely. Because sometimes... You bl- blur the lines of like, oh, well, this was a hobby when I used to work, so I do it in my free time. Now yeah. I'm doing what's in my free time, in my like, blah, 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 blah. yeah, and it gets too blurred. And you actually end up resenting yeah. the thing, yeah. And then you don't like there were times where, as much as I fucking adore this podcast with all my heart, where I, where I would resent yeah. having to put out an episode, which it sounds crazy to me now yeah. because I've got a good balance now, yeah. but I would be, you know. Oh, this is when I was doing like the masters, writing the book, doing the podcast. It was just too much, and I was fit on, fit on, dog. It was a bit on, and I was just like on the, I'm on the edge. Yeah. I was like that <laughs> daily. That sort of glory of a breakdown. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it was, and I was like resenting it, and I, yeah. and then. Because I resent it. I'd be annoyed at myself being like, this is the best fucking thing in the world. I love doing it. Why am I resenting?" it? So then I'd resent the fact that I resented it. Totally. So you need to take that time off. Definitely take the time. Separate. the pricing
1: yeah. thing is also plays into this as well because when I like you know when I was freelancing in Amsterdam and I wasn't getting paid and now I, I was writing a book there like to, time out approached me to author the Amsterdam guidebook while I was living there and That's like right. I was so green that I was like oh my god yeah <laughs> oh my god, I want to be an author at 25 yeah like you know but yeah. I was like oh, so I accepted like you know not enough money for it and even though I was doing what I fucking loved and always was dreaming of doing you know I was still like I was spending so much more time on it than I oh was getting gosh. paid compensated for and that also that made me resentful even though
0: you know such a, and then you end up getting pissed off and annoyed about yeah. something that should have and always stress, been like a joy. source of excitement and joy and yeah, yeah. hard work but it yeah. shouldn't It's okay for something to be stressful in the sense of like, oh, this is effort Yes. versus I'm resenting this because of X, Y, Z and all these things that are making me angry. And like, so Liz Gilbert,
1: who I, you know, she's eat, pray, love, but she's also like, she's written so many gorgeous Mm. books. Like she's one of my favorite writers. Um, she talks a lot about – and she's got this book called Big Magic, which I highly recommend. Have you read it?
0: I haven't read it, but I feel oh. like it might be something similar based on, like, her TED Talk. She's yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so she talks about – like, she's quite spiritual, and she looks at creativity as this, like, beautiful spiritual – it's, like, a gorgeous um, outlook of it. Yeah. You know, I love it. Um, it's like, very, like, enchanting – and very, like, enchanted, Like something that you kind of access. Yes, and you can Almost. channel. And, like, yeah. you know, and it's a beautiful way of looking at it, I think. But she talks in that about how she would never deign to put – you know all the pressure of on her on her precious craft of writing, like on feeding her, and it took you know even after Be, Eat, Pray, Love, and and after like she still was working in a bar to still fund you know. So there's there's ways like that as well, like making sure that you're still resourced, you know, in whatever yeah. way that. So whether that is putting like a higher price on it or whether that is having another income that you know. So just making sure you're sort of protecting protecting, protecting that the, thing the which preciousness you, of yeah,
0: because you want to always. Love it. Especially yeah. if it was originally a passion that yeah. you were doing for free anyway yeah. and it fed your soul so much. You always want to have that like shininess to it. Totally. You never want to kind of get it to a point where it's so dull because you've beaten it like a dead horse <laughs> and you're <laughs> fucking hating it. You know, because yeah, then exactly. that defeats the purpose of going out and doing that in exactly. the first place. Exactly. Yeah. Well done. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, that was, thanks for having <clears> me. <throat> Sorry, I'm just coughing now. But I feel like we could t- – well, we do talk for hours and hours. <laughs> So this is just us recording yes, a conversation, literally. but yeah, thank you so much. I'll definitely get you back on Love obviously. We should, like we should probably should do one on like money mindset. Oh, specifically. So much. I'm obsessed with this for right women, now. I feel. It's I mean, huge. everyone will will get value from it. Yeah, but I think it's massive. especially for women. Yeah, um, and
1: then they're like invest. Like I'm just. Investing. I'm very much like learning. Yes. I'm absolutely not like a financial. Pro at all, no, but but, like, it's, but it's more so not not
0: we're not learning. like not to give financial tips, but more kind of like the belief mindset, set yeah. mindset behind yeah. it would be
1: good to because it is directly linked to your your business. And you know, the more yeah. you can sort of expand yourself around what's possible for you to earn, and the more then the the more you can do, the more you can you. do. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it is directly. It linked, is cool. Is. It's cool. It's actually like really a fun thing to like
0: work on, and, and it's see. exciting. It's like yeah. quite a liberating it's so empowering I used to yeah. be
1: like oh money like I don't know money <laughs> like yeah. yeah fuck that it's empowering it's like, empowering know your
0: worth yeah 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 <laughs> and <on that> note. <laughs> uh, love you guys so much thank you Lizzie uh, thank love you. you thank you Go for forth, joining everyone oh
1: also give us your website again oh so right on brand is my website dot com uh, yeah so but it's r-i-t-e on brand ha 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 but yeah you can access that and all my articles through me through my instagram probably just easiest
0: yep yep yeah beautiful linked there all linked there, awesome. all linked there. gorgeous thank you so much thank you darling. guys thanks for tuning in and as always um i nearly forgot my sign out um little phrase that i say <laughs> for the last 186 episodes but it is be kind to yourself be kind to your brain don't take shit from anyone and especially don't take shit from yourself donker <laughs>